Hello, and welcome to the Cosmic Cauldron with host Jamie and Charlotte, where we discuss spirituality, paganism, witchcraft, holistic lifestyles, and everything in between. So gather around the cauldron every Wednesday, where we brew up a new topic. Hello, and thanks for joining us. On this week's episode of the Cosmic Cauldron, we are going to be dipping into color magic. So let's get started. First up, let's discuss some of the ways that you can use color magic. Some of the ways that you can incorporate color magic into your practice are are very simple. One such way is to make use of glamour magic. Now in glamour magic, this is making use of sort of your everyday beauty routines or, you know, what you're wearing and, and bringing a, a magical and energetic purpose to this. Now, some of the ways that color magic can be incorporated into glamour magic is by making selections of the colors that you're either wearing, such as your clothing, your eyeshadow, or your nail polish, and really being intentional of your selection. Like if you wanted protection, black would be a great color for that. Now, if you wanted to increase confidence, orange or or yellow to bring about happiness. Now, These are not the only ones that you can use, but you can pick a color correspondence that you kind of want to embody for the day. Yeah, we actually kind of went over this in our last episode, kind of in depth, um, how the different colors associate to the different days of the week. So that's just one example of how you can choose um, things in your wardrobe or your accessories in a very intentional way. Yeah, that's true. We did reference uh, colors and their correspondences to the days of the week. So yeah, you could sort of double up on this. Now, another way that you can use color magic in your practice is, is decorating your home intentionally. Now, this could be, I know we've discussed it on another episode, is painting your doors. A lot of the times they're painted purple for protection or they were painted blue, as Jamie discussed in a previous episode. But you can pick the color associations, you know, that you're you're trying to bring forth and your doors or even your rooms in these colors. But say you're a renter, some of the ways that you can get around this is just by decorating in a specific color. Like this could be your bedspread, your curtains, your towels, you know, depending on what room you're you're using to to sort of set, you know, an ambiance in that room while being purposeful on your color selections. Yes, and I think that anyone listening to this podcast can probably relate to this is, you know, going over to someone's house, maybe that you've never been to before, you know, a new friend or an acquaintance or a friend of a friend and you walk in and it's like all red, you know, or all purple and they have a clear theme, a color theme, you know, because people have their favorite colors, right. And the yes. different energy associated, you know, and it's like, it sticks with you. It like creates like a core memory and it's like, you carry that with you. Because I can remember so many times, like, especially like working in the service industry and going in people's homes a lot over the years, it's just seeing some of the really bold choices sometimes that feel so chaotic to like me. (laughs) Yes, yes. And red's one of those colors. It's one of my favorite colors, but uh, being in an entirely red room, I mean, it would feel a little aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes. My my parents actually painted their kitchen like a deep, deep red, almost like a blood red, um, because they did like a black and white kitchen. And it kind of worked Ooh. that way, but it still was a very aggressive color for a kitchen. And yes, I, 
I also remember in high school, I had a friend um, that her mom collected like Coca-Cola memorabilia. And so when you walk in their house, it was just this like shrine to the color red, the fire engine red and (laughs) Coca-Cola. And it it did. I felt like assaulted when I walked through the door, you know? Uh, oh my goodness. I, my grandmother always used to say that every room needs a little bit of red in it. And I agree with her. I, I think I kind of adopted that in my own decorating as well, but yeah, full red, full red. That's, that's, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. <laughs> it is. And, you know, I think in some ways, a lot of people have probably subconsciously, um, had inclinations towards different colors, depending on what kind of feelings they wanted to create in the home. You know, like my bedroom, for example, I like to keep it more muted in my living room too, because that's where I like to relax. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I have a bunch of neutrals, but you've seen my house. It's very colorful. I don't even think I pick a color. I just, it all goes. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. We're both very eclectic in that way. So it's like, yeah. Subtle, but lots of colors. I like jewel tones. You like jewel tones. We, yes, you yes. know, we share in that. So there's a lot of that. Well, right now I am recording in my, my daughter's room and she is in an angsty preteen stage. So everything in here is black, which I fully support by the way, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a vibe though. It's a vibe. It's, it's a vibe. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, even to take it a step further um, with this than just colors, which we don't need to discuss fully on this episode, but it's textures too when it comes to the house. I know you're a huge fan of textures and I have kind of grown to be that way as well. So you can play with color and texture to create the vibes that you want. Ah, I friggin' love it. I've got a ton of velvet in this house. Colorful, colorful velvet. Now, some of the more obvious or or maybe not obvious, but the more talked about ways to use color magic is in candle magic. And by doing this, you pick a candle color that corresponds with your intention when you're writing your own spells. Now we're going to go over this a little bit further when we dig into what the actual color correspondences are here in a minute. But color magic doesn't stop there. It is also made use of in crystals as well. A lot of the times you'll find that the colors of the crystals themselves kind of lend its hand to the metaphysical properties of the crystal, like green adventurine, for example. It, it's green, for one, which, you know, think of currency. And this has an association with, you know, prosperity and abundance. So a lot of the times a, a crystal's color will give you a clue into what the metaphysical properties might be of this crystal. So much like Charlotte was talking about color correspondences with crystals, the same can be said for the chakras. I'm only going to discuss the seven main chakras of the system. There's actually over a hundred, but for the sake of simplicity in this episode, we're going to cover the seven main chakras and the color that associates with each one. But to keep the same idea in mind as with the crystals, each color associates with a certain chakra, which associates with a certain part of the body. So they all work together. You know, your solar plexus 
is going to be yellow. So anything around that portion of your body will be helped by the color yellow. Okay, so before we deep dive into the chakras, which we are going to address here shortly, let's kind of go over some of the common color correspondences. Now, don't worry, you don't need to have a pen and paper. I will be linking this to a blog, which will be live the Sunday after this episode airs. So let's get into it. First color up is gold. Now, for this color, it is representative of the god or masculine energy because it corresponds with the sun and solar magic. So there's also correspondences of prosperity as well. Next up, we have silver. Now, silver can represent the goddess or lunar energy or moon magic. And with this, it has correspondences of female energy. So there's also a level of protection with this color. Now, as we just touched on with my daughter's room, Black. Black is for absorbing um, negative energies as well as banishing. And, huh, I wonder if it's doing that in my daughter's room. Could this banish her negative attitude? Would that work? (laughs) You know, it's worth a shot. (laughs) I see no drawbacks. (laughs) No, no. I'm I was not as intentional as I should have been hanging up these friggin' curtains. So- <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next up we have white and this is also representative of the goddess, but with it, it is also peace and protection and spirituality. White also makes a great stand in color for when you're using candle magic, I mean, sometimes it can be difficult to find more obscure colors or or maybe even the perfect color. So white is a good substitution for this. Now, as we were discussing earlier, red, red brings with it passion and love and sexual energy or also aggression. So, but red itself is its color of courage and strength and enthusiasm. And it's also representative of the fire element. Next up, we have blues. Now, blues correspond with spirituality and peace and harmony. They're they're also good for dream work magic and meditation. Now, Mm -hmm. blues can also carry with it a, a level of protection as well. Yeah, a lot of the crystals that you find in shades of blue have very... Um, almost angelic type qualities to them. The lighter blue ones, especially. Yes. Yes. I'm not breaking down the colors into their shades, but yeah, lighter blues themselves are, are more spiritually in tune. They, they have more aspects of tranquility and, you know, peace overall. So that makes complete sense. Now breaking down blue a little further, for for dark blue this is also a a spiritual color but this has associations you know with the water element like when you're thinking of dark blue think of you know the depths of the ocean so so dark blue is normally your your stand in for the water element say you are creating an elemental altar and you're wanting to use candles or or even crystals to represent the elements you're you're going to want to find things in this like deep blue Next up is green, and I will go ahead and separate this into dark green and light green as well. 
Now for dark green, this is, this is for prosperity. This is for money. Think of American currency. This is why dark green is representative of abundance and prosperity. You know, in other countries where their currency is a different color, it's not going to carry the same association. But it, dark green is also good for, for bringing luck and fertility as well as, you know, success. This is also a great representation of the earth element. So like we were talking about with the dark blue, if you're setting up an elemental altar, think of things in like these deep greens. Next up is light green. Now this also carries with it uh, correspondences of abundance. And it's also great for health spells or, or healing in general. This is good for employment spells or growth and hope in general. Next up, we have yellow. Now, yellow is great for communication and concentration as well as creativity and imagination. This is a great color for productivity as well as you know, happiness and yellow is a great color to represent the sun or for solar magic, but it's also the color for the air element. Next up, we have pink. Now, pink has associations with femininity and love, as well as friendship and aff affection. It's a great color to use, you know, when you're working when you're working with self-love magic or perhaps you're trying to enhance relationships, you know, be it platonic or monogamous, you know, whichever ones, pink is a great color to sort of seek out harmony as well as, you know, attracting love into your life. All right, so next we have orange. Now this is a color of enthusiasm and success. It's also a color that inspires creativity. And with the color orange, you know, you've got the elements of both the sun and fire. So again, if you're doing an elemental altar and you want a candle or a crystal to represent the fire element, orange is a great color to look for. And something that I didn't mention, but orange as well as brown are also great colors to use for justice magic. And on that note, let me go ahead and cover brown. Brown, of course, corresponds with the element of the earth, and it has correspondences of, you know, grounding and foundations. It's considered a masculine energy, and it's also representative of, you know, the hearth and home. Now, last but not least, the color purple, which I have found myself more drawn to later in life than I ever was in early life, but this is a color of psychic awareness you know this is a very spiritual color it's the color of the the higher self or the third eye it's a color of wisdom as well and purple also corresponds with one of these chakras and jamie is going to be telling us more about the chakras why thank you charlotte for that lovely introduction <laughs> no no i love it i love it <laughs> we're keeping it okay fine so yes the chakras um again we go back to what i said earlier about how they have associations with different parts of the body not only because of where the actual chakra is located but having to do with whatever part of your body is surrounding that area 
And so we're going to start at the root chakra. Now, the root chakra is associated with the color red. Okay. And this is your root support, right? This is your support system. This is your chakra of, of survival instincts, you know, very, very basic human instincts. And it relates to the perineum. And while Charlotte went over the more non-tangible aspects of the color associations, I'm going to speak to more of how it relates to the body and how you can treat the body with color therapy. And so with the root chakra, it's going to be good for circulation, the color red, right? It's going to be good for chronic illnesses, um, wound care. Um, It strengthens the kidneys. It can even strengthen the heart. It's also good for the main foundational parts of our bodies, right? Our bone structure, our musculature, um, our tendons, and that sort of thing. That is what is associated with your root chakra and the color red. So again, red crystals can help you with this. Um, Red candles, you know, any kind of color red. Um, If you are needing help in those areas, you're going to want to make friends with that color. Now, next, we're going to move on to the sacral chakra, which is just one higher than the root chakra, which is usually right around the pelvic area, just north, just below actually the belly button, I think is what they say, like two fingers below the belly button. And this has to do with your sacrum. So the sacral chakra um, has to do with the seat of life, the seat of energy um, for both male and female. It's where our sexual energy and our creative energy is stored. And so on that note, it also relates to the hormonal system. Now, on the other side of that, it also has to do with fear. Because of the flight or fight response that tends to happen very much in the seat of our energy when we get excited (laughs) or scared. Um, But along the same lines, though, it also helps boost your immune system. It can also help with cramping. So I know that one of the things, one of the crystals that I love the most when I am on my uh, cycle is um, rose quartz and carnelian Um, or orange calcite. I love either one of them, Um, probably preferably the calcite, actually, because its energy is a little bit softer. Um, So I can say that is definitely true. It has helped me in the past. It can also be good for depression because orange is naturally a very cheerful kind of enthusiastic color, um, which Charlotte mentioned before. Got that solar energy and fire as well. Yes, yes. So that's a very fun chakra and fun part of the body to work with. Now, the next one after that is the solar plexus, which, like I said earlier, is associated with the color yellow. And the solar plexus is typically associated with the lungs, the spleen, anything to do with breathing and the processing out of things. So sometimes it even has to do with the liver a little bit and the kidneys as well. It's kind of shared with the sacral chakra. Um, But again, the solar plexus has to do with our will center. So this is our desire to get things done. But physically, it also has to do with digestion because it's around our stomach, our gallbladder, liver. So it can also boost your immune system. Um, but it also supports the endocrine and nervous systems. It is also said that yellow is great for combating fear as well, like obsessive fears or programming, fear programming that we have. I would say like anxieties and that sort of thing. Yellow is very helpful with that. I could see that like yellow itself, you know, even 
not knowing color correspondences, just, just in general, like the vibe off of yellow is very optimistic, I think would be the, the best word to describe it, which is funny yeah. because I was just discussing how I hate the color yellow <laughs> the other day. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So I also, sh- I, I also am not really a fan of yeah. yellows. What does this general. say about us? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but it's, it's Greg's favorite color and oh, it? yeah, it is, which I can see for him because he's a very happy, go lucky, optimistic guy. Yeah. I can completely yeah. see that. <laughs> but I always thought that I kind of was as well. So I'm just like, I don't know. I mean, I don't like how it looks on my skin. Okay. It, it models my skin. Not going to wear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why, that's why I'm not, um, a big fan of yellow. It just does me no favors. None at all. None. And again, it's just how we're perceiving how our brains perceive that frequency as that color. So what does that say about us? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll research this later. (laughs) Yeah. We'll figure that out. We promise. (laughs) Um, So after that chakra, you have the heart chakra. Which now the heart chakra can be associated with pink or green. I would say pink is probably more commonly thought of, but um, in esoteric circles, it's actually green, which obviously has to do with anything around your chest. Yeah, I I associate it with green as well. I could see it being pink pretty easily, though. Yeah, I think it just has to do with the idea of the heart, you know, the the. <laughs> the color and you know valentine's day thank you has probably contributed to that you know all the propaganda around <laughs> yes absolutely i can see it being pink but yeah i always associate it with green for sure maybe because that's my favorite color so yes mine as well i wear and have a ton of green it is absolutely one of my favorite colors and in you know, we both love to be very grounded. We love being outside, like you spoke about earlier. Um, that color is just very relaxing and very grounding. It can also be sort of stimulating in a way. It can make you hungry. So a lot of restaurants mm. will be green yeah. or they tell you to paint your kitchen green, which I think is kind of cool. But physically, green can be very helpful for lots of health-related things, as she also mentioned earlier. Um, it promotes health kind of all over. So this, and this one's kind of a unique one. It's very anti-inflammatory, so it can be good for, um, inflammational disturbances in your body. Or if you have some sort of disease or something, it can be great for that. It also is good for the lungs and your breathing. Um, but it can also help with things like cysts and tumors. So, Green is definitely one of those colors that is very, very handy when it comes to dealing with anything with your health. And I think it's just one you should just throw in for the heck of it. Next, we have the throat chakra. Now, its its color association is light blue, which associates with the throat, obviously. (laughs) Um, And the throat chakra is interesting. Um, it is how we communicate, right? So I think of like crystals, for example, that are light blue can help you with communication. Um, or even, even darker blue because lapis lazuli, I, I believe in my opinion is also great for communication. Um, but it helps us express ourselves in that way. Yeah. Now on a physical level, blue 
is very anti everything. <laughs> and what is everything? Antibacterial, anti-infection, anti-viral, I believe. Um, it also helps with cramping. And so now if you think about whenever you've walked into like a restaurant or a hospital and they have those little blue lights on the wall, right? That are supposed to be like sanitizing everything. It makes sense, right? Yeah, I can I can completely envision blue as being, you know, this sterile color as well. Yes. So in that way, the color blue is very purifying. Uh, I had a person reach out to me just yesterday and, and they were basically asking for a communication spell. This isn't exact, but this is, you know, basically what they were asking. And I was giving them materials, you know, that would be useful for uh, communication and lapis and sodalite and, you know, blue crystals really were the majority of those, you know, associated, associated with communication. And this is why, you know, there, there's, it's not just metaphysical properties of the crystals themselves, you know, it's heavily influenced by the color. Absolutely. And this is a perfect example of how, you know, a, a very grounded sort of practice like witchcraft is so intertwined with um, spirituality, you know, and things that are not as grounded sometimes. Um, because like they all full relate. woo? Yeah, <laughs> yes, full, full on oh. woo. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's okay. But, you know, it, you know, in, in true hippie form, yes, I'm going to say this, you know, we are all connected. Everything is connected because that's just the way it is. And also I'm totally a science nerd, which is <laughs> something else we're going to dive into at the end of this episode. Um, something that I thought was a really cool color association myself. So next up, we have the third eye chakra. And the color associated with that chakra is indigo, that very deep, rich, purpley blue color that's just gorgeous. Obviously, the area of the body that this is associated with is the forehead um, and anything surrounding the forehead, the brows, the eyes, um, the nose, the mouth. Um, so you can think of this as like the command center, right? This is where your your most of your senses are. This is how you communicate. So the next chakra we're going to talk about is the third eye. And this one's one of my favorites. The color associated is indigo, which is that beautiful, deep, rich, blue, purple color that just seems so magical. And obviously it is associated with the forehead and the surrounding areas of the body. So basically the whole, the whole face, your eyes, your, your nose. Um, in fact, this chakra is often associated with the pineal gland, which is directly behind your third eye. And it also influences your organs of sight, hearing, and smell, as well as the sinuses. That's interesting. I always get the, the color associations confused with the third eye and the crown chakra. And, mm -hmm. but indigo really makes sense to me, you know, in, in just that it, it's a very regal color. And, yes. You know, it just has all those associations with spirituality as well, you know, psychic awareness. Right. Yes. Because as you guys will probably know, if you're listening to this podcast, the third eye is how we connect with our <laughs> superhuman abilities, if you will, you know. <laughs> I love it. I can hear birds chirping in the background. Are they around your window? It's very peaceful. Oh, they must be. 
Yeah, I don't know. Does it sound lovely? <laughs> yes, because it does. <laughs> Aww. Well, what a little treat for everyone on this episode. I know we have a, we have a pair of doves that live somewhere around here. They're a lot like the white doves. They're like the gray doves, but they're like a matched pair, I guess. And they, we see them all the time over by the tree that we planted and just kind of around the yard and they're always together. It's so cute. I want a, a birdhouse or I say a birdhouse. No, I want a flock of crows. So <laughs> it's my life's <laughs> mission to befriend at least one crow. It doesn't have to be the whole, the whole shebang, but <laughs> I, I want to get some crows in my backyard. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but it, it's going to happen, guys. It's going to happen. Yeah. From what I understand, crows make pretty cool friends, actually. So, yeah. Bring me something shiny. I'll return the favor. <laughs> oh, man. There's some fun stories around that sort of thing with crows, the relationship that yes. humans can have with crows. Yes. It's so fun. I've seen some okay. Yeah, I know. They're adorable. I've had this thing about birds lately, too. And I, I swear I see birds everywhere. Like well, a couple days ago, I was laying in my hammock on my back patio and a freaking eagle flies over. I was like, I remember you texting me. Babe. I was like, <laughs> look at it. Its head is white. <laughs> it's a freaking I eagle. <laughs> I, I've had a thing with birds here, here recently. Well, I say recently. I... I've always had a thing with cardinals as well. Like a cardinal yeah. always, my grandmother had her entire friggin' house was all cardinals. So every time I see one, like I don't know, it reminds me of her for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's interesting because my nanny really liked cardinals as well. Um, and really? so I sort of feel that same sort of kinship. Yeah. Yeah. My, my pop before, or my papa, before she died, he had built like this koi pond for her and put feeders around and her favorites were the cardinals and the squirrels. She loved watching them play yes. out the window, but, um, but yeah. And again, that's another color association, right? Red has to do oh. with um, the matriarch also, you know? So it's the same grandmother who told me I always had to have a little bit of red in a room. So oh, her little bit of red was wonderful. Yeah, it was a shit ton of cardinals. So <laughs> Yeah, that's so special. I love that. I love that. <sighs> okay. <laughs> the last chakra we're going to talk about is the crown chakra, which is associated with the color violet and sometimes even white as well. Sometimes even gold, but mostly violet and sometimes white. Now, this has to do with the top of your head. Obviously, the crown of your head. I'm sure you guys have heard that saying before. Um, that's about where you can associate this chakra. Spiritually speaking, the color violet is associated with spirituality and, you know, evolving growth, you know, connection, all of those sort of very spiritual woo type of things. Yes. I, I think it's time to accept that we are woo girls. <laughs> 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 yes <laughs> there's no going back now <laughs> no and I'm okay with it I'm okay with it and so the crown chakra is what really connects us to that part of ourselves that's not human right it's our it's our higher selves our spirit being you know a connection to that that part of us that aspect of us that we can't necessarily see and 
What's interesting as well, and I'll talk about this in a moment, is that violet happens to be the highest frequency of color as well. So as you work your way up the body, it gets higher and higher and higher, which only makes sense because that's the most complex and spiritual chakra that we have. And on that note, actually, let's just move right into some things I found while researching color theory. And one of those is the frequencies and the wavelengths associated with the different colors. Now, there's a lot of color theories out there that are speculative at best. There's a lot of people over the years who have had a lot to say about color theory and and the different associations. There's actually a condition or a phenomenon that happens called synesthesia, I believe is how it's said, where people will actually perceive sounds or numbers or letters as colors. And so you, as you can imagine, throughout the years, people have had lots of different color theories and things based on their own personal experiences. But what we do know for sure is the frequency or the terahertz of each color and the wavelength of each color. Now, as I've already stated, red is the lowest frequency starting at 400. And we move all the way up through orange, yellow, green, blue, and violet, where violet being the highest frequency, which is at the top, almost 800 terahertz. Um, So again, you can play around a lot when when you're doing witchcraft or doing spiritual things, whether it's healing or trying to manipulate energies in some way, knowing these frequencies, it can be actually very helpful. Yes. I love that. I like paying attention to, to frequencies in general, particularly in, in meditation. So to, to know that colors themselves kind of carry their own energy in the same way that, that other tools that we use, um, you know, plants and crystals as well. It's really cool to take that into consideration that the colors themselves, like it's, it's not just an interpretation of the color. They actually do have, you know, a specific frequency and wavelength that you can utilize. Yes. And me being a total science nerd most of the time, um, I really appreciate things like this and understanding how to blend the two together. Um, Because whether you're making your own music, which is absolutely possible, you know, you can make your own color frequency music for healing or just for meditation or whatever. Or if you're listening to it, like there's, I see YouTube videos all the time, you know, like, um, it'll say frequency or hurts, you know, this or that or the other. And usually you'll know what color it is because it'll be in the thumbnail, but not always. So it's also really nice to just have this and, and we can add a chart in the stories. That way you guys can see for yourselves and maybe even screenshot this and save it on your phone. Um, But what's interesting is that on the opposite of that sort of scale, the wavelength for red is actually way wider, I guess you could say, or longer than violet. So the frequency is not only lower, so think from top to bottom, it's at the bottom, but the wavelength is longer. So instead of like ripples, like a roller coaster, you're looking at, whoa, like really long, long hills. (laughs) I think of hills. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good description. I've, I've got the mental image over here. So in that regard, violet, obviously, is going to have a lot more jumps up and down, which is its wavelength, right? Its wavelength is like this, almost like your heartbeat ticker. It goes up and down and up and down. 
Um, so it's really interesting to think about that. Violet, the frequency is higher, but also a lot more of a scribble. <laughs> Where red is lower, but more of just a curvy line. I can completely see that. Even, you know, just taking my associations with the colors as well. So. Yeah. And again, I, I say all of this because I think it's important to to be able to visualize that unless you're someone who can't visualize things, which that's a, there's another name for that that I'm not recalling at the moment. Um, it is a Fantasia. A Fantasia. I think I, you're right. And probably yeah. I'm probably butchering it. I actually have this in a mild form for sure. Visually visualization can be difficult for me. So I've got to lean into other methods such as, as feeling like, like I said on another episode, um, I am not clairvoyant. I don't see things. Things aren't going to come to me as a mental picture. So yeah, I have to lean into other, other methods. So I didn't even know that about you. Yes. Yeah. So that's really cool. So you can relate to this. Like, you know what I mean? When I say it's difficult to like for, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to contemplate that because I don't know what it's like. It, it, it can be now I can visualize light pretty well, but as far as like recalling something to my mind, it's more of a feeling or a sensation And, and sometimes even audible, but that's pretty rare. And that can actually have its advantages, you know, because those senses are heightened, right? Whereas in other people, they may not be. So, yeah, I I mean, I always love it when I have like a very vivid vision or a vivid dream, but few and far between for sure. Yeah, yeah. And so I guess just one last thing to say about that is understanding that violet is a lot more jittery, I suppose you could say, of a color, whereas red is more smooth. You can keep that in mind when you're working with color. While red, it tends to be more of an aggressive feeling color. It is actually more solid and grounding than say violet. So those are just like things that you have to keep in mind that seem like they wouldn't necessarily go together, but they actually do. Well, it's, it's also kind of cool to tie it back to the chakras as well, you know, because red is, you know, at the, the base, whereas the, the purple and the violet are, are much higher, you know, that's you connecting, you know, with your higher self. So yeah, that, that's really cool to kind of circle back around, but. Absolutely. Now, one more color association I want to mention, if you are musical, you will appreciate this. And I'm just going to touch on it lightly is the color of sound. So this one's really cool for any of you who are really musical. There is actually a music note associated with different colors. Now there's a lot of them, um, but you have like yellow is A and B, you know, D and E or like indigo almost, like almost like a royal blue. You know, red or purpley red is F. Um, G is like a reddish orange. Um, A can be orange as well as yellow. And so there's, there's a chart that I'll also include for you guys to see, but overall there's basically a color association for everything. So just use your imagination and your intuition and just have fun with it. Now to, to sort of close out this episode, wanted to touch on aura colors. Now, like I just said a second ago, visualization is not my strong suit. So please don't send me any photos asking what your aura is. 
I'm not going to be able to interpret it. But but there are some common associations with colors when they're present in our auras. Now, white for one, this is like we've mentioned before, it's spirituality. You know, this is an openness. It's also an indication of, of spirituality as well. Now, when we're getting into colors like magentas and pinks, this can be a representative of a romantic person or somebody who is generous and giving, whereas a red aura represents vitality and strength. And then we have an orange aura that represents, you know, confidence and optimism. Like this is a sign of a creative person. And as well as yellow. Yellow, like we mentioned earlier, is a very optimistic color. This is an an indication of a happy person or a friendly person. As well as an intellectual person, you know, because of the correspondences with air. Now, whereas when we move into green, we've got, you know, that more grounding, you know, this is a person of peace and healing and, and harmony, as well as love, you know, thinking of the, the heart chakra and its associations. And then we move into blues and, you know, this is where we're moving into sort of intuition and, and peace and wisdom. And there's, there's also turquoise. And with this, you know, it's usually an indication that the person is, you know, sort of a teacher or a healer. You know, this is a a color of communication as well as knowledge. And then we have a violet aura. Now this is, again, it's tied to spirituality. You know, this sort of has a magical presence, you know, it's, it's playful and creative, but you know, it's also a very spiritual color. Lastly is the color gold, which doesn't get talked about too often, but this is you know, a very disciplined person, you know, it's also a person, you know, who is, is very lucky and prosperous as well. What am I missing any aura colors? Oh, now if a person has a black aura, this, you know, this has elements of protection. Maybe that person is protecting themselves from, from someone, or maybe they've built up walls, but a black aura in general is, a bit mysterious. Um, run, girl, run. <laughs> run, run. Yeah, you don't want to unravel those mysteries. Like, this is not the person you need to fix, but <laughs> but they do exist. <laughs> so basically, color is everywhere. It's in everything. And that's why it was so important for us to cover this on the podcast, because it can be such an important part of your your practice, whatever it is that you're practicing, um, because of the vast ways that you can incorporate it. Yeah. I mean, there there are just so many ways, you know, and we've we've tried to tackle as many as we can. I'm sure we've missed some. You guys can let us know, you know, ways that you like to incorporate colors and color magic in your own practice. We would love to hear from you. Yes. And if you haven't already, do please follow us over on Instagram at Cosmic Cauldron Podcast. We would love to see you there. Yes. And don't forget to leave us a rating if you enjoy our podcast. It would help us tremendously. So until next time, blessed be. Peace out.